people of authority probably trust us <laughs> with just enough sort of scampish energy that they're probably like, we want to let these guys yeah, do something no, naughty. Yeah. Maybe they shouldn't have. But, I mean, <laughs> hey, that's that's what a, a duo is all about. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Another episode of the Bros and Brews podcast. This is the Weekly Brew, week 14, after a small hiatus, a week off, uh, not through any lack of desire to podcast, but alas, <laughs> last week, the uh, the technology came in and ruined our plans. We were all set to record. We were sat down uh, on Thursday last week, should say it is a Wednesday, the 13th of October, um, and yeah, last week, technology was not in our favour uh, poor old Matt's laptop decided to have a bit of a hissy fit, have a bit of a nap. He was not able to revive it, and so he had to abandon plans. Um, slightly more to the story, which I'm sure Matt will get into later on when we catch up. But before we get into that, uh, we've been sitting on a couple of beers that were meant to get drunk last week. We've been sitting patiently in the fridge. We shouldn't make them wait any longer, so we'll dive into this week's brulette. It's week 22 of brulette. Yet to be successful in buying the same beer from two completely different supermarkets, not knowing what the other person is buying. But we're slowly getting through all the craft beers in New Zealand. Of course, they must be canned, either 330 or 440 mil. Uh, Maybe this week will be the week. Who knows? Maybe it won't be. But let's get into it. On the count of three, say what kind of beer you're going to be drinking for the Weekly Brew 14. Three, two, one. Lager. Hazy IPA. Oh, God. Oh. Dingy. <sighs> you know, lager. Yeah. You've been waiting two weeks to drink a lager. Now that's something new. What? What is it? Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I went off the basis of uh, a, a little little while ago, James showed me a photo of uh, some, some parrot dogs uh, that he had uh, at home. And yeah, I went into the supermarket. I must say I went into a different supermarket than usual. And there was a whole bunch of array of new parrot dog beers. Uh, And this one immediately caught my attention. And it is, as I said, it is parrot dog. It is a mosaic lager. And it is called Matt. Hmm. Do you know how parrot dog love to to give their... uh, beers uh names of people and and things like that and uh yeah this one is called matt so it is a yeah a mosaic lager uh i'm very intrigued it's got so it's giving me lovely uh teasing notes of what this is going to taste like so i'm very intrigued to open it so it's interesting you should be drinking that because the picture that i sent matt uh on whatever day it was last week a couple of weeks ago was a picture of five different parrot dog hazies uh Mm. we were having a bit of a family dinner my parents and my aunt and one of my cousins and her partner and Fran and dad got very excited to do a sort of beer tasting. <laughs> Parrot Dogs is number one. So I think he must have bought all or most of the hazies that are available from yeah, Parrot yeah. Dog, uh, which was the picture that I sent to you. Yes. Funnily enough, before we had any of the hazies, the first beer that we had was the one you have purchased, sir. So I'm interested in oh, your thoughts. Really? No spoilers from my Interesting. I've had it. I've had it recently. I yep. can remember my thoughts on it. So it'll be interesting to compare later on. Um, okay, okay. 
but the hazies were it was an interesting experience drinking four so there were three of us splitting 440 cans so probably i don't know do some maths but mm, you know not that much of a beer but having Hmm. four of them uh in a row trying to look at all the different names i think one of them was the first one of the first ever beers you did on brulette was it the keith oh the keith yeah the green yeah. one right yeah oh no no it was no, orange it's, and it's all different yeah. colors yes yes all right yeah, keith yeah. First. I, had, I had done that one uh there's also a matt hazy uh and also tried the uh actually no we didn't didn't try the matt that's their apa hazy uh the steve the hazy IPA that I mentioned that I thought one week we were both going to buy because oh, my dad's yep, name yep. is Stephen and Tina. Um, yeah, I won't go into an in-depth review. They were all good. Were they that different? Maybe not. Were they all, you know, beers that I would have again? Yes, but uh, there wasn't necessarily that much difference, whereas there was a clear difference between the hazies and, and the lager. Um, on my side of things, I do have a hazy, and I have Kereru's Roundest Boy which is one of their hazies, I think. Well, as in, like, they have more than one. Uh, have we ever done a Kiraru on the show? Uh, I don't think we've done it on the show, no. But um, I can say I, I did pick that bear up while I was uh, at the supermarket. Ooh. I did see it, at least. I saw it. I, it was in my vision. Well, it's good to know that you have Kiraru's at your disposal. I shall <laughs> use that to my advantage. Um, <laughs> shall we crack them open? There's been yes, a whole lot of talk from me. Yep, yep. Cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. And I've succeeded in dripping it all over my notebook already, so that's how you know it's going to be a good one. Um, first thoughts from you? I'll let you go first. Ooh. Yeah, that's nice. Because it, it's it's such a difference having like a lager, even like an IPA or something, but like diverting away from hazies and like double IPAs, like really hoppy stuff. Um, this is really nice. Like the initial hit of the flavor comes straight away and then it kind of just disappears. Um, which, sorry, just let my palate oh, no, do some things. Form an artistic opinion. Um, it's re- I actually really like this. I mean, the beer itself says, this is what I was excited for, uh, that it's got distinctive blueberry, peach and mango notes. Um, hence the kind of design of the can. I know you can't see it as an audience listening, um, but yeah, uh, yeah, this is very. This is, I think this is very nice. But like I said, a big deviation away from hazies. Um, but in the terms of lager, very, very drinkable, very drinkable. That's what you want from a lager. Um, again, I'll, I'll save my thoughts until the the final final review. Uh, the the roundest boy very nice first sip I, I don't know if I've had this before because I've had quite a lot of Kiraru's beers and they all mm, have birds mm. on them so they're quite hard to remember um, but yes first sip was very nice it'll be interesting to see where it slots in my end of, of hazies as we get to the end of the show um, enough about beer Brulette nice. 22 unsuccessful uh, it's been a long time since we caught up on the show people have no idea what's going on in our lives we could have moved to Finland for all they know. Spoiler, we haven't. Matt's still in Auckland, I'm still in Wellington. Uh, but there's a lot to catch up on. And actually, Matt and I haven't had a proper catch up in a while because last week uh, we were sort of 
leaving it for the show and then the show never happened and then Matt yeah, was yeah, trying yeah. to get his laptop and his charger and stuff so how are you man maybe start with that let people know what happened last yeah. week and how that has evolved <laughs> into your your life over the last few weeks yeah yeah uh look yeah i'm in a i'm in a i'm gonna say i'm in a lot better place than where i was um last time we uh recorded an episode i was uh at my flat obviously um and yeah pretty much just after we finished recording and and the very next day on the friday uh i got into a really bad place uh i kind of sunk into this lockdown fatigue that we're having up here in auckland um and yeah i was really missing morgan and it was just yeah being alone and and things like that it just wasn't wasn't very nice um so had a really good chat with morgan and and with my mum as well she actually came over the very next day and you know spent time with me to make sure that i was okay um and yeah basically we were just kind of waiting to see what was going to happen last monday in terms of uh our lockdown up here in auckland and yeah as soon as i heard that we were going to be staying in level three for at least a few more weeks with all of these new phase changes you know level three phase one two and three um i knew that i didn't really want to be at the flat anymore by myself so yeah i i decided that well or not decided i asked morgan and her her flatmates if it would be okay if i could come over here and stay with them for the foreseeable future and they said yes they said they'd be more than happy for me to come over um so I did <laughs> so I packed up my things mum came and picked up Angel and Angel's now with grandma and great grandma at their place um and yeah I'm now here here with Morgan and I, I gotta say uh, my mental health is so much better and I think that's just because like I'm I'm not by myself um I'm obviously with Morgan as well and being around more people I mean I'm in a flat with uh one two three four like five other people um and it's really nice i haven't been in a flat like that in, in ages so uh I, I, yeah i'm I'm in a lot better place so i'm doing really well now um even though last time you heard my voice and we had a recording i was still doing very well <laughs> but um yeah i just i think i was pretty like happy and proud of myself that i was able to hold on for so long in a, in a good mentality with this whole lockdown up here in auckland but yeah it just got to me it just got to me and I had to had to make a change. So it's been really nice since being here. We're, we're, we're in Ponsonby, Hearn Bay kind of area. So, you know, we've had a few walks down to the park. As a flat, we went and played some, some b-ball the other day down at the park. Uh, cafes, you know, things like that. Going up and doing the old, you know, socially distanced purchasing of, of cafe items, which I don't really get around my place. Um, and yeah, just being able to go for walks, um, with Morgan and just spend some, you know, more quality time is nice. So it's a big change from when Morgan was obviously at my place, we were, you know, stuck in a small room. So us kind of being able to be around her friends and her sister and, you know, be in her space, um, is, is, is a lot different. It's a completely different feel and vibe to how, uh, our relationship. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the the long-winded run of what's happened to me over the last two weeks um but am feeling yeah a lot more positive um about because god man god knows how long we're going to be in this lockdown you know uh today we just had another 55 cases um you know uh, there's covid in northland there's covid in the waikato 
Um, potential link to Wellington. Ooh. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's random. It's so random to think that we're, you know, what is it? Nine, seven, nine, ten, nine, ten weeks into a lockdown. It's crazy. And who knows how long it's going to be going. So <sighs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> Exhale. Yeah. Just to touch on you sort of switching roles with, uh, flats and locations. I think we underestimate the burden of kind of host responsibility. Yeah. You know, whether it be yeah. hosting a party or having people over, or it's always a lot more stressful to have people at your place than to mm. go to someone else's place. And the same applies to, to lockdown. Because even if you're really comfortable with the person, you know, you still have that are they okay? Do they have everything they need? That sort of uh, awareness of, of other people where actually when you're the guest, you kind of mm. don't have to worry about any of that that stuff. Yeah. Of yeah. course, there's the trade-off is the awkwardness of being like, can I use the milk? You know, do I need to pay <laughs> for toilet paper? That sort of thing. But I think on balance, it must be nice for you to sort of switch those those roles. And I, I've got to say, the last couple of weeks, I've really struggled to stay connected to people in Auckland in the... Uh, I guess it's the difference between empathy and sympathy, right? Like when we were in lockdown, everyone could empathize with each other in different situations. Some people had better bubbles Mm. than others. Some people were struggling more than others. And the further you get away from it, the more it turns from empathy into sympathy, where you feel sorry for people in Auckland as someone that's in level two, and you can understand how frustrating that must be and feel privileged to not be in that position. But the empathy drops off and it's kind of hard to forget what it's like to be in lockdown and those frustrations. Cause I think that's just the state of humanity, right? We're not mm. actually as good at, at remembering what it feels like to be somewhere as we think we are. Like it's really hard to hold on to the, you can remember what lockdown was like, but you kind of can't feel it if that makes sense. So yeah, I've yeah. got to say, I, I've, I've never forgotten that Auckland's in level three, but it becomes harder and harder and harder. The more you adopt to your sort of, level two life so i'm glad that we have the show as a kind of constant reminder about you as sort of my embodiment of auckland if that <laughs> yeah. sounds if that makes sense yeah 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 totally I, I i the um the girls were talking about it just the other day about how some people uh not us obviously but people you know down south or outside of auckland are finding it really hard to post what they're doing on social media in fear of people in Auckland or, you know, their other friends seeing that they're able to have all of these freedoms and stuff like that, which I found a very interesting point. But whereas me, I kind of revel on going onto Instagram and Facebook and seeing what other people are up to. I don't look at it and be like, ah, stuff you, man. I, I can't do that. I look at it and be like, oh, that's great. You know, living vicariously through all of these people that are still able to do stuff. Um, but yeah, it is. It is an interesting mentality. Totally. I guess there's a difference between people posting what they're up to. That's fine. You can't, mm. you know, you can't not, I mean, obviously no one ever has to do social media or post anything, <laughs> but you can't, True. you shouldn't feel pressured to not post something because other people can't do it. The, where it changes is if you're complaining about something that other people don't have access yeah. to. That, yeah. That's where it becomes a bit different, but I don't think mm. I've seen that much of it. I think people I'm more aware generally of if you're not in Auckland or Waikato or North Yeah, Waikato and Auckland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, your freedoms are uh, open 
Uh, and speaking of which, <laughs> let me tell you about all the stuff that I've been Yeah, up to. what oh, are you man, up to? How are you? Go to go restaurants to and not. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I mean, uh, as I said, this is all this is all through a, a lens of level two is better than level three ness. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the last couple of weeks, I would say, have been busy, but I think my kind of routine of working three and a half days at the barbershop has been pretty normal. Um, there hasn't been, you know, I haven't been on any big day trips or done any ex- particularly exciting things at the weekend, I don't think. Um, but there was one really interesting bit of news last week that I wanted to share, which I will share with you this week uh, in a second. But a few smaller things first. Um, we rearranged our lounge for s- spring, Ooh. summer, which I found very fun. Like, you know, cool. you've been to our space. You know what it's like. The mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. couch is now under the window facing the kitchen. Things have been rearranged oh. and the space feels completely different. And it's so nice to... That's sick. Uh, rearrange things. But refreshing uh, yeah. and it's nice not to have to like ask flatmates if they mind moving stuff. We just kind of did it <laughs> and has completely changed the space, which has been really nice. Mm. Um, another thing that happened in the last couple of weeks, which was sort of a, a first time for me was I had signed, I had not signed on, but hypothetically agreed to do a show with someone next year. Uh, <gasps> it was a director who was involved with, uh the the batch schools tour that i did in june Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'd said to this person you know i'm keen to do the show but it depends on uh if and what you'll be able to pay me yeah and it's the first time i've ever kind of i guess stood up for my i mean i've worked jobs theater jobs where people have paid and where they haven't paid but that's always yeah. come from the other side you know people say this is how much you're gonna get paid yeah that's cool this is how much we can't pay that's cool this is the first time i've ever sort of been proactive at the entry point and mm. sort of said i love you as a person the show seems interesting uh but it's dependent on if there's any pay involved because it would have been about three months of rehearsal like you know a full-on show five mm. show mm. season at bats uh, and ultimately within the last week or so, I'd had a really, uh, honest and frank conversation with, uh, the director who was super nice about it. She was like, this is what I can afford to pay you completely fine. If, if that's not enough. Um, and in the end I said no, which is the first time yeah. I've ever turned down. I think the first time I ever turned something down specifically because I couldn't justify it for the lack of money. And mm. it felt like a big, a big step for me as, an actor and as a creative and I guess as a solo business to turn something down, even though I was interested in it simply because I actually just couldn't justify the hours, what it would mean to the rest of my work life balance and all that sort of stuff. So I thought that was worth mentioning, you know, we've, we talk about auditions and self tapes and things have developed over the last couple of months. And Mm. yeah, I noted that down as something worth mentioning as we kind of continue to, drop breadcrumbs about what we do creatively outside of this and yeah the first time ever saying no to a job specifically because i couldn't justify the work for lack of money was uh a big a big thing for me to kind of go through and that phone call was really hard because i felt like a bit of an asshole but you know (laughs) she was understanding she knew where i was coming from and i'd been up front the whole time with it Mm. and you Mm. know they were doing the casting for other roles so it wasn't like i'd left things really late and pulled out i'd done it at the right time but yeah, yeah that was that was a first experience that i thought worth, 
mentioning. Nice. Nah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. And you're so right. I think the worst thing you could possibly do is say yes to something and then go no later on. Uh, uh, you know, I think in the integrity of, of theater and what we're about, that is, yeah, the worst thing you could possibly do. So yeah, upfront and stuff, that's, that's sick, man. I mean, yeah, you got to, you got to do what's best for you at the end of the day. Um, I think if we all go and say yes to something, then you, you know, you might miss the opportunity of something better at, at that same time. Um, so totally get it. That's that. Yeah. Good on you, I guess. Really good on you. That's it, eh? The opportunity cost that we've talked about a few times. Mm. Um, but mm. the thing I really want to, to talk about is something that comes from my parents this week. And they sort of, <gasps> they landed it on me, like, li- literally on a day sort of before a decision was made. And they were kind of like, well, what do you think about this? And I was like, oh, weird, you're consulting me on this. And basically, <laughs> mum and dad have decided to and since last week have uh bought an electric vehicle and traded in <gasps> their so mum and dad have two cars mm-hmm. a big like a, a big one and a small one they've been wanting to sort of condense that to one for a while and mm. they've been wanting to i guess have an electric vehicle at some stage kind of looking forward towards that um Obviously, there aren't that many EVs on the market, um, and they range from you know tiny little shoeboxes to like quite big <laughs> ones. And long story short, basically, they found uh, a model of a car that they were interested in. They got a pretty good deal to sort of trade in the bigger of the two cars to obviously bring, oh, cool. bring the price down. Yeah, um, and no, I don't even know if I'm <laughs> dead if you have me talking about this because they they don't like the whole you know then they're not the kind of people that will talk about purchases or yeah you know obviously being in the position to purchase a new car and an ev and that is you know a a nice position that not many people find themselves in but i applaud them for what they're trying to do environmentally um and so i've been for a ride in it once and man it's weird is it like it's like quiet like smooth it's quite quiet kind of thing yeah yeah it's quiet and it's very i don't know sort of airy and kind of uh (laughs) and uh where's the rev (laughs) yeah sort of in a if you imagine taking off in a plane how it goes from nothing to quite a lot in such a smooth way and inside the dials are all very different like there's no gear stick it's a it's a like a knob that you turn oh the turn yeah 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 yeah, and yeah like big screens you know that tell you how the charge is going and dad was trying to explain to me that you sort of can decelerate like there's no brake there's deceleration and when you decelerate deaccelerate i don't know which of those it is it charges the car a little bit so you can kind of be charged oh, yeah because it uses the kinetic energy from it yeah, you seem way yeah. more informed than, than me. But it's definitely <laughs> strange. Um, the whole driving experience has been a bit weird and they've definitely been having to figure out, you know, all the different bits and pieces in their learning. But yeah, I have never been in wow. an electric vehicle before and getting one and realizing actually how different the experience is, is was super cool. And I think it's ranges sort of wellington to hawks bay ish obviously that's a big thing when you're buying an electric vehicle oh, how yeah, far yeah. will you need to drive yeah, yeah, in yeah. it um and the power and charging is different you can just essentially plug it into a wall socket if you want but then it takes 12 hours to charge a car or you can kind of go and park at your pack and save or wherever the 
big supercharges are and those will do a full charge in two hours but yeah i they had vaguely talked about wanting to buy an ev for a while and then just got landed on me like hey we're thinking about this we're doing it and i was (laughs) like uh and then i I think the reason they did it was because you know obviously there's a limited number in new zealand so you sort of have to decide do we want to do it now or maybe six months from now on there's a government scheme where the rebate $8,000, yeah, $8,000 yeah. off, which yep. obviously a lot of money, um, like anywhere from 10 to 15% of the overall cost of what an EV is. Mm. And that's only till the end of the year, the beta testing it. Anyway, uh, very <laughs> interesting. And as, uh, as someone that doesn't know that much about cars, I'm not a petrol head. I don't even, I, you know. I don't know how to drive a manual. Obviously, I'm talking to someone who's somewhere <laughs> Who doesn't drive. on the donut hole. Very strange experience. But I thought, you know, pretty pretty exciting. And that was like, yeah, EV, I need to share this. Yeah, heck yeah, that's cool. That's sick. I, I, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for electric vehicles. Uh, I, I think when I do get the, you know, the privilege of being able to to drive and actually finally do it, um, yeah, it's definitely what I want to be looking for uh into the future um i like to compare myself to people that drive electric vehicles because i don't drive you know because you know that way i'm not you know putting any emissions into the air that's yeah, my reason for yeah. that's my reason for not driving You're at all doing it. Um, <laughs> um but that's cool man that's cool yeah I, I think yeah i think they're definitely the way to go about it but it's like you said it's uh we just need more of them um, and they need to be and, more affordable yeah more affordable and also the the problem with you know, our industry here in New Zealand is the fact that uh, a lot of, uh, you know, rural workers need diesel pumping cars to be able to get around the farms and do their big jobs and electric cars just aren't up for that yet. So it'll be interesting to see where the market shifts in EVs and how it's going to be able to, you know, get into that rural life of living and really, you know, help farmers and be, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, a desirable. Mm. I don't think we're that far away. No, Again, I no. say that knowing not that much, but when you think about what EVs were five years ago, and it's like, whoa, Tesla's Elon Musk, whereas now, you know, a lot of big car brands have some kind of hybrid or EV. You would presume that we can't be that far away. Um, mm. Yeah, EV, good EV chat. Uh, the yeah, other nice. thing that I wanted to mention from my <laughs> side of things was... Uh, I went and saw the new Bond film. I'll save it for <gasps> what are you watching. Okay. Uh, but I, I wanted to mention that that I did that in the last week. First time I've been in the cinema since uh, we locked down. Um, but yeah, that's a story that I'll share later oh. on when we get to what are you watching. So oh. I'll, t- I'll tease it. I'll tease it there. Make you so and uh, the audience keep listening. Or skip ahead 20 minutes, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, true. That's true. I, I'm jealous. I want to be there right now. Um, but you're right. You're right. Before we get to that, I, I do have a question for you. Nice. Um, and yeah, it's, I actually wrote down two different questions, um, cause I was trying to figure out, you know, what kind of way do I want to go about this? Um, I, I think just in the sense of, we haven't been together for, for a little while, I'm going to ask this question and it may be a bit hard. I've obviously had time to think about it. So I've kind of f- figured out when the exact moment was. Um, so my question to you is. Uh, what was the exact moment you knew that you and me were on the same wavelength? In the sense of like, I guess, 
friends or just in general life because we do have a lot of similarities when it comes to the way we uh, perceive things and view things and that's why we've always gotten on very well together um, obviously we have our differences and things like that but I guess it's the, it's that wavelength part of the question when did you know we were just on that same vibe <laughs> that same wavelength um, I think I've like a simple answer and I'll probably try and unpack it I just remember the the, the, the time, and we may have mentioned it on the show before, the time that I remember going from, all right, this is a person who I know to this is a person that I consider myself friends with and I think I will continue to be friends with this person was definitely when you were living in Cuba Street. We were both in Wellington on a university holidays. We both weren't up to much. And for some reason... You reached out to me or I reached out to you. There was a, what are you doing? This was before we were friends as well. So whoever it was or however that conversation came about was definitely a, you know, it was a bold step. It was a, you know, not a sending a mate, what are you doing tonight type situation. Um, Whatever happened, we ended up at your place on Cuba Street to watch a Hurricanes game and on the TV. Uh, And I think I just remember that evening and hanging out with someone that you don't know that much about and being able to like sort of have conversation and spend time together while doing something like because we did Mm. watch the game yeah i think i really value that kind of friendship uh it's sort of a passive doing stuff with people friends you know there are some people that bond over going skiing or going hiking yep. like a very clear yep. activity and there are some people that want to just uh like do not Be. much with a person <laughs> and i think yeah. that's we're both somewhere in the middle like we're quite happy mm. doing not much having a beer <laughs> watching a rugby game uh but we didn't sit there in silence and just watch the game so i think it was probably yeah. that circumstance of of being like oh yeah, we want to watch the rugby. Like, I don't want to not watch it, but, but also not, uh, you know, being happy to have conversation. I don't remember. I'm sure there were snacks involved. I'm sure there were a few beers involved. Um, as is always the case throughout our history. Yeah. I think that would be, that would be my answer. And I think there's a reason why I remember that so specifically. And I probably Mm. don't have any memories for the next six months or like, I don't know what my next Matt, excuse me, roundest boy, but um, I don't know what my next James and Matt memory would be timeline wise from that point onwards. And so clearly yeah. that point in time as sort of the earliest point of our friendship or wavelength as you put it on mm-hmm. must resonate with me for, for some reason. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I, t- I totally, I to- yeah, I totally remember that. And it was, I think it was just, yeah, from time at uni and things, it was very much a... Yeah, come chill with me. Let's let's hang out. Let's do let's do nothing. But that was a very uh, social thing, rather than you know a lot of our how our friendship has developed has been, uh, I guess, around acting and creativity. So that's yes. quite early on, and the oh, I can be yeah. friends with this person. But maybe later on down the track, and I don't know what you're going to say. There must have been a moment where I went, oh, this person is as interested and as committed and as talented within this sphere of. Mm 
career creative interests that probably would have ticked another box which is part of why we're here doing a show you know why we're such (laughs) such good friends um i would be interested to you know with more time rack my brains and kind of try and figure out what point in time that must have been yeah 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 yeah. well i mean mine mine kind of ticks off that box uh in that sense i hope it might yeah, I, I, I honestly can't remember whether this was before or after. I have a feeling that it might have been after, but that, I mean, it's definitely in the same year, uh, within a, a few months of each other. But yeah, I can't quite remember when about it was. Um, but my moment is, and we've talked about this on the show before, um, with about the specific moment, but this is where it kind of clicked for me, uh, was when we were doing The Murderers, when we were Murderer 1 and Murderer 2, uh, for Rich the Third, the tower scene. Um, and the moment specifically for me was when we both realized and wanted to jump from the balcony onto the stage as the murderers. And I don't know, and I, it's a very specific moment and it's it's not that, that, that crazy of a thing to, to think. But I just remember kind of, uh, I think we both, I just remember looking at each other and we both realized that, yeah, we both want to do this and we're going to make it happen, whether people say it or not. Uh, and yeah, uh, we, we did get the go ahead. And then I remember after us doing the show, they were like, yeah, you guys really shouldn't have been able to do that. And I, I think it was health and safety it, having a nightmare. Yeah exactly and that's exactly what it was but you and me were both determined to be like no this is going to be our entrance and it's going to be sick and i think that kind of that was a wavelength moment for me in the sense of like yeah honestly i can do anything with this guy uh and i will i I will get away with it (laughs) and we will and we will do it together kind of thing so yeah that was that was probably I mean, as you bring up the memory of coming to my place and chilling, I'm like, yeah, definitely. But that was for me when I first thought about the wavelength moment. I was like, yeah, cool. Uh, this is this is my ride or die. <laughs> yeah, there, I would imagine that there's something quite hard about saying no to you and I together. True. Like, we give off just enough of a responsible vibe and a likable enough vibe that that sort of people of authority probably trust us with just enough sort of scampish energy that they're probably like we want to let these guys yeah, do something naughty yeah. maybe they shouldn't have but i mean <laughs> hey that's that's what a, a duo is all about exactly um, while you've been talking i've i've been cheekily <laughs> doing some googling well, not googling uh facebook message searching oh yes yes because yes. i'm interested to uh try and figure out what happened first i think I think the rugby must have been before, but mm-hmm. not that much earlier because July, late July 2015 was when the, uh, I can find evidence of us talking about those parts. Whereas if I search Cuba, so murderers in Cuba are both out for the next version of 10 to 2, uh, it's 27th uh-huh. of June. So p- less than a month earlier. Oh, so, very so less close. than a month. Yeah, very oh, close, true. those two yeah 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 situations which is which is nice because you're right there probably was a a couple of steps process you know i can be friends with this person then and Mm. the like we can we can get away with we can get away with stuff (laughs) yeah but you're right that that probably might have been my next memory because i remember Mm. that really specifically as, as well and the older you get the less you remember you cling on to certain memories so those things must be really meaningful to us Mm. for those reasons 
Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess it helps that, you know, I, at least over the past year, well, I mean, yeah, we have been spending every week together, uh, time together. So it's, uh, and it's nice to be able to hold on to those memories and stuff because, yeah, I mean, to think, to think what, six, that was, yeah, six years ago and stuff is, is, is crazy. Um, yeah, time has just flown by and stood still all at the same time these past couple of years. And it's, it's, it's weird to look back at what has happened and what is still yet to happen, even though I can't read the future, but it's still exciting. <laughs> oh man. Friend sent me a message the other day and she was like, it's been two years since we moved into our flat in London. I was like, oh, whoa. What? Oh. Yeah. It's, it's funny, eh? How that, you know, us hanging out these events being six years ago it's like that seems appropriate mm. but something two years ago for me seems like what that seems yeah. like a year ago true um there's definitely differences in that but what a nice question man nice to mm. have something so uh, personable to both of us after so yeah. many of the questions you know are, are uh, us individually or something really existential or philosophical nice to bring it back down to to the bros <laughs> Yeah, exactly, man, exactly. And that, it's like I said, I had another question, which was probably more personal in the sense of something for you and something for me. Um, but yeah, that was my second question, and I thought it would be nice to kind of uh, see what our, what our answer may be. And to know that, you know, it is within that month, two-month range of where our friendship really did start kind of blossoming. Uh, blossoming. <laughs> Look at me, just getting all giddy over us. Uh, it's, it's really nice. It's really cool. So, um, and as I always say, it's, it's, it's so nice to do this, uh, week in, week out with you, bro. So, uh, yeah, here we sure, go. Bro. That's really nice. And that's <laughs> the nice thing about 10 to two. Whenever we play it is at some point we're going to get a random, yeah, we're going to get other a different point in 2015. It's going to be like, yep. Oh yeah, that's right. Like we went to that bar <laughs> or like, Oh yeah, that's right. We were at that person's flat. Um, <laughs> we won't continue down memory long lane too much longer probably the people listening have been like talk about other stuff that we can relate to <laughs> how about this for some stuff that you can relate to entertainment media tv yes. film gaming mm. got your attention now um i have quite a big list i'm sure you do too and i'm sure you will go into something that will lead us into one of the topic episodes coming up mm, um true. do you want to go first or do you want me to go first completely up to you i really don't mind well, you go first if I'm going to kind of lead towards the end of this episode for our next one. So okay. how about how about you share what you've, uh, you've been consuming on the old eyeballs? Okay. So I have five things, and it's more than five, so I'm going to try and be efficient with time. Nice, uh, nice. The first thing to mention, and actually on any other week I probably would have talked about these a bit more. Yeah. I'm going to do my best. Uh, one of them is a new Netflix show called Bad Sport. I uh, don't know if you've seen this advertised. I think it's a six-part series, different episodes. Every every episode is about something different. Uh, gen, generally about cheating in sport and oh. uh, events where people have... Uh, I've only seen the first episode, which was very good. Uh, <laughs> the first episode was about a college basketball scandal in the 90s where college basketball players were kind of involved in betting on games that they were involved in. Oh, and it's all God. wrapped up in the... Uh, American college athletes aren't allowed to earn any money because they're treated as amateurs, not as employees, and how basketball players in the 90s didn't even have enough money to buy food, yet they were making the colleges millions of dollars in advertising revenue. So it's the story of some 
students from uh, Arizona State University on the basketball team, how they got involved in kind of betting on games that they're involved in. And mm. it's so good, man. I mean, Fran unabashedly doesn't like sports. It's not for her. But she actually suggested this because she's like fraud, money, gambling, <laughs> evasion. I don't care what the context of this is i'm in so we both really really enjoyed it um cool and it's uh, it's on the list to, to keep watching episodes so bad sport definitely recommend about hour nice. long episodes i think um survivor survivor is back season 41 oh, uh over a year since the last one came out the last one that came out was a uh, winners at war so all contestants who had won the show before so this season was always going to be like, how do you follow that up? Uh, mm. And it's a season of new contestants. I think the season's been shortened because of, you know, quarantine time and that sort of thing. It's quite new, like new gameplay and advantages and stuff. Uh, the thing is, it's only one episode a week. So you kind of watch an episode, and you mm. get invested and you have to wait. So that's frustrating. But uh, Fran and I have since started rewatching an old season of Survivor. Man, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it, the gameplay. I mean, I'm enjoying Celebrity Treasure Island, but you watch Survivor and you, especially the newer seasons, how the game starts and it's all about sort of being an asset to your tribe. Mm. And then the later on you go, it's it's not, you don't want to be too big of a threat because if you're too good in challenges, then people want to get rid of you. And then you get to the the kind of the final stage where there's eight, nine, ten people left. It's like, who do you want to take to the, the final three? Because you want someone you can beat and beat the jury. And man, every time I watch a new season of Survivor, I'm like, there's really nothing like this reality television-wise in terms of the mind games of trying to get to the end, but mm. getting to the end with people that you can beat. But so yeah, Survivor season 41 is out. Uh, where's your next? Mr. Corman. Mr. Corman, the show that yes. Joseph Gordon-Levitt shot in New Zealand, cancelled by I Apple know. TV. Not getting a second that. season. Yeah. Um, Mr. Coleman, just okay as a show. Very conceptual in the sense that every episode is sort of its own. Like there's some through lines, but very artistic in that every episode was sort of conceptual in of itself. Uh, I definitely recommend it because it's very different to a lot of what's on TV and it's very realistic. Mm. Like it's not dramatic. It's one guy sort of having crisis of his 40s and a sort of real human elements in the last few episodes introduced COVID as as an event and it's the first thing that time that i've seen uh television or film or whatever address COVID, and it was done really realistically and i know there were a lot of people on the interwebs that said they really resonated with the show about anxiety and how COVID had affected them and the state of the world so really good watching but not great drama so it doesn't surprise me that critically it wasn't that well received and didn't get renewed Mm. um and i can say that the scene that i was in with joseph gordon levitt and jamie chung uh quite famous she was in some of the hangover sequels uh she's been in a lot of stuff uh was not edited in the sense that i was not in it so i'm not in the show yeah yeah so in post-production it had been a scene where again this is how packed what are you watching is this week like um i mean maybe i'll (laughs) i know i'm gonna do more of a talk about my experience with mr coleman at some point but yeah 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 the scene was a restaurant scene where i was the wait person who kind of walked uh just gonna live and jamie chung's characters to the table uh sort of got them seated they said thank you i was like no problem walked off uh and i was like yeah of course this will make it 
it was actually a dream sequence where they were having a first date via zoom and they were imagining what their first date would have been like in person and oh. so it was a very like dream sequencing and kind of just cut to them at the table and i was like god damn it also it was the last episode of the season so i watched the whole season oh you watched like, the whole season waiting oh, <laughs> no not in a not in the credits get oh, over yourself pal and cake. hey what a learning from uh, actors yeah. experience to don't get invested in your credits. Um, <laughs> at some point, I'll come back to Mr. Corbin at a future episode, but I have to Yo. pin that. Um, of course, Squid Game, the biggest oh, TV show yeah. in, mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. television at the moment. Watched it, watching it, not started. Where I haven't at? started yet, sorry. Uh, started. The, everyone in this flat has already started watching it. Uh, I have not, so I need to catch up. That's great. We can pin that. We can come back to it in a yes. future where you've watched it and we've discussed yep. it. Uh, it's very good binged it pretty quickly which is nice to watch a show you know the sort of opposite to survive get through it pretty quickly uh if you haven't heard of a squid game i'd genuinely be surprised because it's it's kind of heading in the direction of the most netflix net, most watched netflix show ever uh but we'll put a pin in that we'll mm-hmm. return to it uh if your head's under a rock and you don't know what squid game is go and look it up <laughs> finally i'm here bond I knew that I was going to bond on Saturday with my dad. So I tried to watch all the previous Daniel Craig films in the build-up. Casino Royale, I think I'd mentioned, great film. Quantum of Solace, really weird, man. Like 90 minutes and not that much happens. And actually, it's okay as a film, as a continuation, if Mm. you're sort of watching them all. It's quite nice, but on its own, it just sort of nothing happens. Yeah. Uh, Skyfall, I watched the night before. (laughs) Um i it was fine uh, i know you'd said skyfall was your favorite i know a yeah, lot of people yeah. really like skyfall more than casino royale uh i enjoyed it but it didn't grab me that much i actually thought the rewatch i'd enjoy more than i did didn't get to spectre but as we know spectre's kind of a pile of crap so i didn't yeah. really need to watch it i did watch like a four minute youtube video to get me up to speed no time to die uh i'm not gonna spoil it okay but uh the positives and negatives i thought it was a really good end to daniel craig's bond like emotional Mm -hmm. journey wise Mm -hmm. uh i felt the the film served that purpose for the end of his bond tenure uh and so that was a highlight for me uh i didn't enjoy the film as much as i hoped i would from sort of a plot perspective and again, mm. you haven't seen it, so we won't go into it. At some stage, I'd like to have the conversation about James Bond casting, you know, the whole situation yeah, of representation. Yeah, yeah. Is it time to retire Bond? Does he need to not be white? Does he need to not be a man? I've got some opinions on that. But again, mm. today has been a long episode, and I think we'll put that in the, another uh, pile. But I'd love to have that conversation with you at some stage. Yeah, nice. The one thing I did want to share from this event, uh, first time back in the cinema, socially distanced with dad we're in an hour in as daniel craig is delivering the name's bond james bond line as his mouth forms the word james movie pauses lights come on Uh, in the cinema and i was like as everyone was what's going what's happening on you know in the row behind me there was a, and only learned this sort of as the next thing unfolded, uh, a pregnant woman who was on the ground and was having some sort of medical <gasps> situation. Oh my god! Fast forward a little bit. She was well enough to walk down the stairs to the ambulance 20, 30 minutes later on. So yeah. fingers crossed that she, you know, got the attention she needed and, yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. okay. But 
of course, lights come on and you're so involved in a film, you kind of get taken out of it completely. I was close enough that pretty quickly I realized what was going on, whereas people mm. way down the front had no idea and they thought, oh, malfunction, you know, people were laughing and kind of hard situation because, you know, it's not pe- other people's fault that they don't realize that there's a situation going yeah, on. But, true. you know, you also sort of want them to shut up. Um, but it was like going to a theater show because it was like an interval, an hour into a film. <laughs> and it was dead and I couldn't help but talk about what was going on and I at some point had to sort of say shut up just watch you know we haven't seen the rest of the film like let's finish it before we talk about it but everyone didn't really know what to do I think everyone went to the bathroom because there was nothing yeah, else to do and I like went and bought food and stuff but yeah first time I've ever been in a film in a cinema where it's paused halfway through and you kind of have to deal with that and then we went back into it so no times it was two hours 40 probably three and a half hours or close to by the time we came out because of wow. how long that break was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a long, long that was experience. Long. And maybe that <laughs> had an impact on my opinion of the film. But uh, that's everything I've been watching. Wow. Sorry for waffling. I wanted to mention it all because I thought it all deserved mentioning. Um, feel free to comment on none of it and get into your own stuff. But that is that is what I offer to you as my what are you yep. watching. Obviously, nice. go and watch Bond if you can. If you can't, yes. bad sports on. Uh, Survivor 41. Uh, Mr. Corman on Apple TV. Squid Game on Netflix. Plenty to be watched. Your turn. <laughs> nice. Nah, nice, nice. That's good. That's good range. Good range. Um, Yeah, my, my uh, past two weeks have been full of uh, nothing and a lot at the same time. A uh, few movies that I have got to watch. Uh, I watched Venom for the first time. I, yeah, I had actually never watched Venom before. Uh, me and Morgan were like, yeah, let's do it. Um, I got to say, I enjoyed it. I know it got a lot of flack, um, but Tom Hardy, brilliant. Uh, I think anything that man touches is brilliant. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really good. I think, yeah, some of the plot and things were a bit uh, waffly and stuff, but um, I'm very interested to now see Venom 2. This is Carnage. Um, so yeah, that's why I really wanted to watch it for when I can get to the movies or whenever I can watch it in the future. Um, another movie I watched, I was convinced by the girls in this flat um, for a movie that I had always said I was never going to watch because I couldn't be bothered and I just had the stance. I was I was never going to watch this movie. Um, and that was Stardust. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, I had never watched it. And for some reason, I had just always seen it. And I'm like, I'm never going to watch this movie. They were like, sit down, we're watching this movie. Uh, so we did. <laughs> so we watched Stardust. Uh, I got to say, I did enjoy it, uh, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> it was good, but it's very fantasy. There's a lot it's going good. on. It's good. It's, it's yeah, I, exactly. No, it's not amazing. It's not a People Robert have De Niro, such a love for you that know. Film. They have like... I know, you know, I know. Just Stardust is the greatest fantasy film we've made, which is fine. If that's your opinion, yeah. it's fine. But some people really obsess over that film. Yeah, it's no, uh, it's like you said, it's good, but no, it's not. It's not anything to fucking. Oh, sorry, excuse the French there. Uh, scream about. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> um, another one I just realised. Um, I I had watched, but. Th- because the only reason I watched Stardust is because I made them watch this movie uh, was um, Vacation Friends, um, which uh, is a new one on Disney Plus um, featuring John Cena. 
Um, uh, it's just a good old uh, rom. Actually, it's not even a romance; it's just a comedy. Um, and it's really good about these two characters um, that uh, decide to go to Mexico for a vacation, and they meet John Cena and his partner's character, and it gets very wild and very crazy. And then, uh, yeah, they go back to Mexico and they decide to, you know, get on with whatever's going on and they end up coming back into their lives. It's very funny. I, I, I don't know what it is, but John Cena has just really come into his own in the sense of comedies and stuff. You think of, uh, what's that movie where he's a dad and the kids? The Blockers. Um, very funny. Um, also, Peacekeeper, he plays Peacekeeper um, in the suicide squad the new movie he's brilliant in that as well um it's just it's such a far way from when he first came out of wwe and he was doing action movies and things like that because it's john cena 12 rounds but man, john i i remember watching that film i think oh. 2009 and i was like this is a great movie i feel like if i went back and watched it it would be terrible but yeah i remember him coming out and being like john cena's in an action john movie cena. <laughs> It's it's just such a far change, but him and him and his comedy, brilliant. Vacation Friends, very good. I I very much enjoyed it in the sense of a comedy in that genre. Um, and then yeah, my my final kind of uh ones. I Taskmaster is an absolute loving show of mine. Um, UK's just started season twelve, um, so I've been catching up and watching that, that when I remember to watch it. But yeah, Taskmaster, I love it. Watch the New Zealand one a little bit. If there's one reality show like comedy like a, a challenge show i'd want to do taskmaster yeah I, I would abs- great. I, yeah i would love to do that um but quickly uh, uh, d- just to get to my uh, last few um amazon uh just released a new game uh called new world um and you yeah it's kind in a of supermarket and you decide to buy produce uh <laughs> from shelves and then you go to a checkout and then you take your produce home yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is not. Uh, yeah, so New World is basically an MMORPG. For those that don't understand what it is, it's massive multiplayer online uh, role-play game. Um, and yeah, it's it's like your kind of World of Warcraft, your Diablo kind of thing. And yeah, you're just on a server with a whole bunch of other people. You've just got to you know all of these different dungeons and things upgrade your gear and everyone's got different tasks and abilities and stuff um anyway it's created by amazon it's amazon games um and it's now become one of the fastest grossing um like uh streamed games on twitch at the moment um it's got an absolute massive following amazon did so much to just get backing behind it and and streamers playing it and stuff and yeah i i there's a few streamers that i've been watching over the past couple of weeks play it it's it's nothing crazy um to watch but for me it's it's just very interesting in the sense of the gaming world um and the other game i've been playing lately is the pga tour 2k21 it became it became free um on playstation plus playstation plus is a membership for playstation members um that you can pay yearly monthly annually whatever right 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 and you get free games every month um and for this month it was pga tour and i gotta say man i'm not a fan of golf but i'm loving this game there is just something about i don't know i'm not good at golf i've played golf before i'm not that good but in this video game i'm amazing 
and it's it's so satisfying it's it's so satisfying hitting a shot next to the pin and then and then putting it in it's it's very sad very satisfying game and i've played it with my friends who we usually play um shooters and you know battle royales and things we had a few rounds of we all got it we had a few rounds of this and we said we had so much fun because it was so relaxing but still competitive at the same time we were trying to play. But, you know, it was just so, so nice. It was such a, a change of game. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what, what's my, what have I been playing is my PGA Tour. Um, but last but not least is my, my last little teaser into what our, our topic episode, which we will be releasing not too soon after this. Um, and that is... I have done a complete rewatch over the past three days, today included, I just finished before recording, the Harry Potter series. I have watched from the Philosopher's Stone all the way to the Deathly Hallows Part 2, and I gotta say, I will talk about this more, but it holds up, man. I... I really enjoyed it. First time I've ever done a full marathon before. I've obviously watched all of them separately and in bits and gone back and watched them. But this is the first time ever I've watched from start to finish uh, consecutively. And it was it was amazing. I really enjoyed myself. Um, so I am looking very forward to our uh, topic episode on Harry Potter that will be coming out after this episode, um, where I will talk more about my thoughts on the Harry Potter franchise. And that is me for What Are You Watching? Nice, man. Yeah, that's it. If you want to hear Matt's thoughts, you're going to have to keep rolling over and tune into what will be uh, Season 3, Episode six which is going to be all about harry potter which will be releasing releasing a couple of days after this um i, I would ask you questions right now but it's not for now it's for the <laughs> it's next not for episode now. we save uh, which i'm excited for i know you're excited for i'm sh- i know for a fact there have been people waiting for this episode for a long <laughs> time true uh, so i'm hyped for that um i think all we've got left to do for this week man is is review review the old beverages yes um, yes 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 i have enjoyed the roundest boy i'm gonna mm-hmm. have a little quick sip just as i do the same flip through my pages and and have a look at my my hazies as we know <laughs> i haven't done as many hazies as you have on true let's have a quick look at uh, the hazies that we've done in the past, at least on my side of things. Oh yeah, I gave the bird's eye hazy an 8.8, gave the ghost light an 8.1, that was disappointing. Um, I'm thinking this is probably, oh yeah, Mr. Mi- Misty Miyagi got a 7.9. Oh yes. This is a pretty good beer. Uh, just having a look at where I want to place it on the spectrum. Now I've got to say, it's a really cold, rainy, windy day in Wellington. So it's also a Wednesday, slightly out of schedule. Um, so not peak beer drinking conditions. That always plays a part. We try and be sort of mindful of that when we're scoring. Uh, but I think I'm going to give the Kiraru Roundest Boy Hazy IPA a really solid 8.3. Oh, nice. That is that is a respectable score uh, on the odd hazy front. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, look, th- this is, I-, I I was just flipping back through. I've only had one lager before. You didn't love uh, it. And, and I didn't love it. I really didn't. It was the Moa Brewing Company uh, Japanese Rice Lager. And it's my second lowest score that I've done so far in Brulette. Um, i got to say, this is far beyond 
that for sure. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, look, it's really easy to drink. Um, it is such a change from having um, hazies and double IPA, something that's really hoppy and completely coating my mouth. Um, but I, I, it, it's just... There is absolutely nothing wrong with this beer. It's just not what my, my flavor profile is about, at the moment at least. Um, so I'm still going to give it a really respectable score because it, it is a really good beer and I have enjoyed it. But like I said, it's just the aftertaste really just disappears for me. I like to save the beer in the old mouth hole for a little bit longer. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it a... Just, yeah, real, real good run in the middle. I'm going to give it a 7 point. Eight. 7.8 fair fair doesn't cross the 8 threshold uh, when I had it I really enjoyed it now mm. it was a Friday uh, yep. it was sort of the first thing I drank kind of after a long weekend sorry long week into the weekend uh, I think the, that lager is one of the best lagers I've had in quite a while mm. in terms of if you I agree. line it up against lots of lagers because it actually has a flavour yeah you know, true it's not a lager it's not something that doesn't taste like a lager putting a lager label on it it's clearly lager but it just actually has some flavor so uh i couldn't suggest a lager to someone else better than that at that stage now you know we don't drink a lot of lager you know if you're looking for a craft beer but i think you're right it will always struggle when kim in comparison to uh friends of of other (laughs) genre of, of beers yes yeah, I totally get you. I totally get you. But no, very, very, very noticeable. And I got to say, I yeah, I found a new uh, supermarket. Um, obviously, because I'm in Ponsonby now. New World down here in Ponsonby, amazing alcohol selection. Uh, going in there and seeing a lot of the brewing companies that we've actually had um, releasing new beers. Uh, which is really cool. I saw Batch Brewing Companies released a whole bunch of new ones. Obviously, Parrot Dogs done the same. Um, yeah, it, it's 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 making our job harder, but I'm also excited to see more craft beers, obviously, coming our way. For sure, we're creeping up. We are creeping up towards the old 25 beers. Well, 25 each, 50 total. Yeah, yeah. Which will, of course, make us hit that hundred dollar cap. Uh, but this week we were unsuccessful maybe next week will be the week um, thanks so much for this man it's been so nice to have a proper catch up to yeah, hear totally. about what you've been up to, uh, to to go down the old memory lane with our friendship stuff with question time and of course talk about all the things we've been watching um, yeah so nice to have a proper catch up with you after what has felt like quite a long quite a long time and yeah. obviously this episode has been a bit longer but hey mm-hmm. we've left the people wanting for a little bit so I'm sure they won't complain about the slightly longer run time for the weekly <laughs> brew yeah no I, I yeah I, I think that's just it man it's like I'd, I'd rather I'd rather talk for you for a few more minutes uh, than leave unsatisfied uh, with our catch up so yes the people will have to deal with listening to our voices for a little bit longer um, but in saying that I hope you have enjoyed this episode and we will see you for the next <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Don't forget, teaser, next topic episode is going to be Harry Potter. Uh, all things Wizarding World, so make sure you, you look, keep an eye out for that uh, in the not-too-distant future. But for this, the Weekly Brew 14, Matt, all that's left to be said, as we'll see you next time. Peace! I'll be waiting for you to come around, hesitating with my feet stuck in the ground.